just three black kings Giving our thoughts to society From politics, sports, music, and whatever subject fits the need We ain't trying to make a grand, we ain't trying to make a band We just want to know who's bands I'm so happy to be here, blessings on blessings on blessings Hey, we're making life Yeah, I Rocco Shock Welcome to the Who's Man's Podcast What up, there, everyone? Welcome to the Who's Man's Podcast. I'm your host, Ronda Don, a.k.a. Mr. Taylor Maid. In the building with me, I got my man's Conrad. What's up, beautiful people? We're back in the Who's Man's Podcast. And we're ready to talk, because boy, oh boy, there's a lot of emotions that just happened in the last couple hours as we record this podcast. But before we go forward, who's here with us? Ha ha, Roseanne, you trash, you whack, you fire, you ain't got no job, you showing sure on no more, don't nobody care, you whack, you trash, you... I can go no further, but okay, we'll talk about it. Brian, I am not mad back. at that. She's the worst, like, so trash, okay? But we'll wait, we'll wait. We <laughs> hold got, it in, hold we it in, we're gonna get there. You know, agenda and stuff, <laughs> Oh man, it was a long drive up to Michigan um, this past weekend. I drove up, drove up Thursday, uh, Thursday night after work, but it was all worth it because this past weekend uh, was my cousin's traditional. Uh, giving away ceremony called the Gusaba and uh, that's <clears throat> traditional ceremony uh, celebrated in Rwanda and um, it's basically have a discussion between the groom's family and the bride's <clears throat> family on whether we are us as the groom's or us as the bride's side of the family uh feel okay for us to give our daughter to you to basically marry and take away take her away from us um so it was really cool um i always enjoy that because i have a lot of um, cousins and uh, and sisters or cousins that i call my sisters so uh, i always look forward to the to this uh celebration especially so pictures are to come um on the Instagram page, so y'all want to see them, or maybe I'll post them because there's a lot of beautiful melanin uh, at the ceremony. That was my weekend, man. For the culture. It was it was hot, boy. It was hot, like ninety, I think yeah. ninety three and humid. Woo! Michigan was wilding out this weekend with heat. <laughs> but but right. can you tell us more? Like I What's feel like that's such a dope concept. So it's not the wedding. There's still a wedding to be had. This is just you both. Both of the families come, or it's meant for both of the families to come together and see if if they are like good enough for basically the woman. Yeah, that is so. Yeah, good. it's it's basically the American version of you know asking for uh, permission or granting permission to marry or uh, whoever you're marrying his daughter. But this is just to a higher level of that. <clears throat> yeah, it's so, extreme. Yeah, so it's only dealing with the elders, the male elders in the family. So the and the um, on both sides, 
and traditionally they'll um, go to the to the bride's house and have a sit down in like a living room and they would go back and forth uh, presenting answering our questions or uh, I would say the bride side of questions uh, and then like they'll a big thing in our family in our uh, culture is uh, the value of cows um, so and it's like if you have a large farm with a lot of cows um, it showed you had wealth and a lot of prosperity in your family so <clears throat> They would like offer gifts and have to like, sometimes it'll be really funny and they'll like try to give them uh, riddles or, you know, crack jokes on them just to see where they are or if they can handle it. Um, but yeah, back then I'm guessing it was like, that was, if it was a no from the side of the family, you leaving, like you're not get you're not living with, with your bride to be. Uh, but nowadays it's, you know. It's after the guy after the guy has proposed and the daughter has said yes, and they will do the give it away ceremony and then the wedding. Does it ever come back That's like no? Uh, well, like, I'm sure no, back in the day it did. <laughs> I'm sure back in the day it did, but he usually by then, at least the ones I've been a part of, it's basically the families have already approved. But it's just such a tradition and cultural thing to do. They just. Uh, keep it in the keep it going so they don't want to stop because most of the time the girl has already said yes the family actually approves of the guy and then you go from there i don't want to get in trouble but like what if there was like one person trolling in your family and was like nah nah i don't want to do this i disagree <laughs> not gonna happen you're whack your family's whack don't want you like what <laughs> Everybody agreed, but this one person. <laughs> like, I feel like that would be me. Um, <laughs> the family. No. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it. Don't uh, like it. Nerds. <laughs> Wait to the end of everything, too. <laughs> like, walk into my car. Right. Like, actually, I disagree. Hated it. <laughs> no, but it looked so dope, Conrad. I sent you a message saying, like, I don't know how. I don't know where. But can I be a part of the next one? Uh, I could just like cater the <laughs> event if you want me to make my spaghetti, um, but everything just looks so beautiful and I feel like you guys are having a good time. Uh, oh man, it was it was it's always a good time when uh, you get to hang around and celebrate with your family. Uh, and after party African style never stops. Ooh, we were going into like I was like so surprised because it was in our it was at my house and. It's a quiet neighborhood, so usually in my city, Niles, if it's like hits 1 a.m. and you're still bumping music, you're definitely seeing cops at your door at some point. Mm. So the whole time I'm like waiting for them flashing lights to come out through the side uh, side of the house. It's like 1.30 pulls up, nothing. 2.30 pulls up, nothing. In so I'm like, morning? Mom, what you do, man? Yes, oh, in the morning. <laughs> We're... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah still going like as if it was midnight um but my mom finally had to say like all right y'all gotta go like it's three thirty in the morning <laughs> we still got stuff to do tomorrow um but it was fun all right but then that drive back whew, that was the worst 11 and a half hour drive ever did you do it by yourself 
No, I got to take my girl. She came up. Hey, Carly. That's another. That was another cool thing. Um, she finally gets to see like more of my cultural um, traditions, and so it was cool That's to see cool. her being open to it. Even if half the, the more than half of the ceremony was uh, in our different in our uh, native tongue, so I'm sure she didn't. Well, I'm 100 percent sure she didn't get anything out. But just the fact that she was in the presence to see what you know happens on my side, um, and also had. Austin, who's a previous guest on the show, he was around and he got to bring his fiance and they, his fiance and my girlfriend got to dress up in our uh, traditional attire and it was just really cool to see them like just opening their eyes and being excited and, you know, taking in what our culture is about. And so I love that. That's dope. Just remember, next time, let me know. I can make. I've learned how to make a bigger pot of spaghetti, so I I know I can go oh. bigger than that. So if you need a caterer or like live entertainment, you know, uh, just let me know. I just want to be a part of it in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> How's y'all weekend though? Man, my weekend was good. I was also in Michigan. Went home to Detroit. Went home to uh, visit my family, uh, and like. I only went home to see my family because it was like a four-day, five-day weekend, but I didn't think about the fact that everyone was going to prom, so I ended up getting a chance to see a few of my cousins go to prom, and I know we talked about it last week, but (laughs) man, (laughs) prom is a different beast than what it used to be when I was growing up. I mean, they spend money. I ain't never seen nobody spend money on the thing before you spent money to go to. So, like, these prom send-offs. <laughs> man, the prom send-offs were so extravagant. I mean, the food, the decorations. They had uh, chairs made for kings and queens. And I was like, damn. When I when I went to prom, I swear, all everybody had was Polaroid, Polaroid uh, cameras. Some people was fancy with their little digital cameras. I still got mine somewhere. Um, but that was it. And we were just at somebody's house, and that w- maybe we had a burger or a ham- hot dog or two. But that was about it. Uh, this was a whole nother level. But that was fun. I also got to spend some time with my nephew, who is just... <sighs> if you don't know the feeling of someone like wrapping you around their finger... It's like both the best feeling and the worst feeling in the world because he knows I will do anything for him, which is dangerous, and he knows how to use that towards his advantage. So he just played me all weekend. Anytime he would get in trouble, he would be like, Uncle Brian, Uncle Brian. And I would, I would of course, like go protect him even though he was doing something bad. Uh, I bought way too much for him over the weekend. Uh, anything he asked for, he got. <laughs> Even stuff he's not supposed to have. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. It's it's a tough feeling. Um, but I love that little boy. And I got to spend time with my mama and my sisters and brother uh, and family. Uh, it was just a good time. Of course, I, I think the hardest part about living away from home is you never get to see everybody. So there's always that phone call you get when you just landed back at home which is like, 
oh, you were in Detroit, you ain't even come see me, or you were here, you ain't even come over here, and all that stuff. And I feel bad every time. Uh, and I know that's just something you have to deal with, and I know we all deal with it, like being away from our families and friends back home. Uh, but I am thankful that I got to see so many people, and uh, I had a really, really good time. And then got back yesterday, and my, my, uh, for the holiday, my girlfriend had a barbecue, uh, your boy was on the grill. All right, mm. <laughs> might be my last time. What you burn? <laughs> all right, look, I burned all the hot hamburgers. All right, <laughs> like look, <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just say, say thanks for the invite, but thanks for not inviting look, us now. Look, <laughs> <laughs> but look, don't put hamburgers on the grill and leave them. All right, because the grease and stuff. You know, with the fire, that just makes more fire and then stuff be happening. That's your science lesson for me today. All right. Uh, I almost burned down the co- her complex. Um, but I played it cool. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Like, I was like, I'm proud of you, Brian, because <laughs> if I was by myself, I probably would have just ran away. But I was like the only dude, <laughs> so I had to keep it cool. I was like, oh, no, no, the fire always burned. <laughs> I was saying stupid stuff like that. No, fire always, you know, it always burned and stuff. No, nah, it's good. We good. <laughs> you know, fire supposed to be hot. Like, yeah. The hotter the better. Y'all, y'all know fire. Right. Y'all let me do it. <laughs> right. At one point, the grill said it was at <laughs> grill said it was 600 degrees. And I was like, why the fuck are you so high? Like... <laughs> If you that hot, you're supposed to turn down <laughs> no your stove. No one told you to do that. <laughs> I was looking like, dying. you're supposed to help me help you. What you doing? But, uh, hey, they ate it. <laughs> they ate the food. And <laughs> it, was, it was a good time, though. They still here, right? They still alive. <laughs> as far as I know, I only heard from one of them so far. But I'm sure they all good. Uh, <laughs> that was my weekend. <laughs> what about you, Ronald? Man, so crazy enough, I was also in Michigan. It's wild that we were all here, but like in different, just in different parts of the state. So I was up there for, you know, I really feel like I was up there for like less than forty-eight hours. So it just was such a quick trip. So I was there for my girl, my girlfriend's close friend's wedding. She was the, one of the bridesmaids, so she was up there looking beautiful, held it down. Aww. Got a chance to go out there and check it out. It'd be her plus one to that. So that was real fun. Man. It was just everything went smooth. Everything looked beautiful. Just a great day the weather was nice and everything definitely was just a dope ceremony and reception and they they're a beautiful couple so mm-hmm. i also i know exactly what you mean though when it's like when it didn't even really get a chance to see the family only had saturday morning to hang out with a few people so it was like man it's just so tough to just know they're so close but at the same time you you really just gotta be able to do what you gotta do and see who you can so i'm looking forward to later on this year when i get a chance to go down there for about four or five days and i'm gonna hopefully get a chance to see everybody because especially sucks you don't get to see none of your friends either, people who live across right. the country <laughs> or people who live there. You're like right in their neighborhood sometimes. And it's like they, they up to something. You, they're not you need free. It sort of but, sucks you know, when people find just, out you're home too. There's like, so you at home and you won't tell nobody. I'm like, oh, I know. but Right? Like, I, was I trying wouldn't to have seen you anyways. Conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, we didn't even have to go through this. <laughs> go home. You can't post nothing. <laughs> right. You don't even want to mention it. <laughs> You almost come through like a ghost. <laughs> uh, so what right, we got man, today, let's, man? Let's go, let's go ahead and get down to business because we had some craziness happen like real recently. We recorded this on Tuesday night, so this is very recent for us. <laughs> They're dropping up this vicious attack by Pusha. Mm-hmm. Man, 
Y'all heard it? He did diss against Drake. Y'all got a chance to hear it, right? Did I get... Oh, it's just... Yeah. Damn. Did I hear it or did I live it? (laughs) Like, I really feel like one of my cousins just got attacked. And I don't know what to do. Man, (laughs) I don't know. Like, I feel like before we recorded... I mean, when we planned this episode earlier, because everybody knows we be prepared because we professional and stuff, uh, we had our whole little topic <laughs> list planned, you know? And weren't we supposed to talk about just new music? Like, oh, hey, everybody's releasing albums, and hey, what are you enjoying these days? <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> then it became, damn, uh... <laughs> Somebody might get shot tonight, so we might want to record <laughs> and just figure out what to do about it. All right, Whew, I'm still sweating over here. Like after listening to, uh, whew, I don't even know if you can call it a diss. I feel like that is a uh, that is a disrespectful anthem. <laughs> like, that's that's what you that's, play to. That's attempted murder. That's attempted murder, man. You're right. He should sue him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Drake. Actually, I would not be surprised if Drake sued him. That would be a very Drake move. He, he needs to sue him for a physical assault. Yeah. Like, that's how hard this song hit. Aubrey Graham versus, versus good music. Because he's going to take down everybody. Tiana right. Taylor, all of them. All of y'all was part John of John Legend can get it. Yeah. John Legend and Chrissy and both of y'all kids, they were part of it too. All y'all come. <laughs> Man, Jay-Z might even be named in it, you know? Like, like I ain't got shit to Man, do with that, anybody who y'all. follows Pusha T. <laughs> right. All his Twitter followers. <laughs> Class action. So, like, where do you even begin when it comes to breaking down the song? Like, I feel like you gotta start from the beginning. Though. At... All right, so what, what part did he start off with? Like last Friday when the album came out. All right, yeah. So he started off drop Daytona that dropped Friday Thursday night, and everyone was. It's been. I haven't seen one person really say anything bad about it. Everyone's been loving it. Seven tracks, all of them are dope. It's a great, cohesive project, and it's basically his best work to date. And on the last song on the project, Infrared, he takes shots at some, some of his longtime rivals, namely Lil Wayne, Drake, Baby. So, from what people who've been following it for a while, it's no surprise that he takes shots at them. Like these guys have been doing some dominoes where some straight up shots at each other for years now, maybe once or twice on the album. Each of them. So I never knew there no was no shocker a beat there. But the real shocker no. was no. Now see that's the thing is that they never really had a huge track at each other. Like there was never a back to back or anything like that that came out of this. Like Pusha had a pretty good song that came out Exodus twenty three one, but that never really got any commercial success. So you really wouldn't have heard about it. But other than that, it's just been you know a line here and there. Nothing that really would let you know for sure unless you were following it. Right now, what no one really I think saw coming was that Drake was not going to hesitate at all. So the push album dropped at midnight on Friday. So as soon as they started, <laughs> not even twenty four hours later, Drake was like, "Here you go, <laughs> I got something for you." Drake was in the studio at twelve. And came back with a W freestyle. <laughs> like, look. oh, so it was barely past noon. Yeah, he Drake was like, woke look. up, ate his Fruit Loops, because <laughs> you can't forget about the Fruit Loops. Even though I feel like Drake is more so of like a a fiber cereal guy 
Like, he wants to protect himself. <laughs> that fiber one? <laughs> he had fiber one cereal <laughs> with a sprinkle of honey. <laughs> and <a> cantaloupe. <laughs> I just feel like that's a jerky. Cantaloupe. <laughs> and after that, went right into the studio and dropped a pretty, a nice song, actually. Like, there was nothing wrong with that, with that song at all. What did you guys think of the Drake track, the Duppy Freestyle? I feel like I can give... One thing I give Drake to is, I mean, the last, the past two diss songs he's had, I feel like it were are perfect for like I can bump him in a club or bump him in my car, and I was I was like, okay, Drake, you he you started something, you. But then I was like, I was worried, and as it was confirmed a little bit ago, I was worried after that Pusha was gonna just <laughs> just just bring everything. Like he's like just opens the coffin and just goes in because. I thought it was going to be a little nice disc, you know? I didn't expect these harsh words and cut deep shit from Pusha a little bit ago. And the thing is, like, their words and their jabs at each other have always been kind of like, you know, level three, level four insults. You know, like, oh, yeah. hey, you know, you're not really a drug dealer. Oh, you're a whack rapper. You you got a bad deal. Right. This time, Pusha just turned it up and I was like, Arr! I feel like you know, how you, you know how you be reacting when people bit battle rap. You be like, "Oh, oh, he say your mama, oh!" But then it was like you listen to this uh, Pusha T response, and you like, "Wow!" <laughs> like your attitude changed. Like, oh, okay. Ooh, that might been a little too far. <laughs> Is this on? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Call my mama real quick and <laughs> make sure she good <laughs> because I don't know if he said something about me too. Like <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> like what is like what happened? Man. And then it was funny because when uh Drake released his response, Drake owned the whole weekend basically. The weekend of this dude's release, and it was like, oh, yeah, Daytona good, but Drake got him. Don't mess. Why everybody want to mess with Drake? Why you got to come at Drake? You know you ain't going to win. And I feel like somewhere Meek Mill was like, hey, I tried to tell him. Uh, but, man, <laughs> Pusha T said, okay, I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait. I, I, I'm, I'm going to put pen to paper and I'm going to do some Googling because <laughs> it, it sounded like he researched for this response. Man. Man. And now I feel like Meek Mill is pissed off. Like, that's who I feel for is him because he like, oh, that's all I had to do. <laughs> like, I knew about some of that stuff. I could have said that. <laughs> like, man. <laughs> but take us. And it sounds mind. like. Where did it go? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. All right. Go ahead. Oh, no. So. No, I was just gonna say, it sounds just like Pusha T got like a whole album just for of responses. Like he, it's already done because the way he even ended the whole diss it was just like, ha, all right, bruh. <laughs> like he just dusted him off. He's like, he's ready. So I, don't, I don't know yeah. if Drake's gonna respond. Now, one thing we almost forgot is that before this, uh, before Pusha T even responded, Drake decided to capitalize and drop another single that really kind of fell flat over the weekend. That I'm upset song that like came and went pretty much instantly. I don't think anyone I've heard anyone say that they enjoyed it. Did y'all, yeah, did y'all even, even hear that? <laughs> Not till today. Because you said Drake album, I was like, uh, our Drake song. I was like, what? I didn't even know he had a song out. I was actually surprised yeah, exactly. too that it fell so flat because I and I I kind of wonder why. Well, I mean, his album comes out in June, right? Scorpion. 
We talked about that a few weeks ago. But yeah, I, it comes yeah. out real soon. If it ain't June. Okay. Um. So obviously you need to release some music, but I just felt like that was odd for Drake because usually he lets, especially like a diss track or something like that, he lets it kind of breathe a little bit. I feel like, well, we've only had one Drake beef experience, I guess. But I just felt like he would have kind of rode that a little bit and then released some something else, like, this week. But it felt a little rushed. It didn't surprise me that he dropped the song, because I, when, I, when I first saw him drop that link, I thought it was, like, basically, like, how Charged Up dropped, and it was, like, whatever, and then Back to Back came out a day later. I thought it was going to be basically, like, all right, I thought I was playing around with that. Let's see how you hear this. Right. And they're like, well, this is barely even a, re- a follow-up. This is just you man, r- man, rumbling, talking about nothing. So I was like, well, if you go drop a song, why are you going in a completely different direction with it? Because exactly. it didn't even feel like it was an appropriate follow-up. Right. So that was, I feel like, a misstep in Drake's direction. So Pusha, see, the thing about Pusha, like, he takes his time with his stuff. Like, his albums don't drop every year. He always takes a few years in between. He always says that he takes his time with his work. So I wasn't surprised that he didn't drop anything immediately. And I'm actually even surprised he responded this soon. And he came hard. So how did he start off the song? I'm trying to remember what, what was the first thing he said about him. Because I know he came at him from every direction. I think he started off talking about his moms and his baby mama. Man, he started off talking about <laughs> his daddy leaving the family at five. Yes. When I heard that... <laughs> yep, you're right. I, I'm going to get a little personal with y'all. I, I just heard all three of these songs before we started recording. Okay. And I was like, let me just do my little homework because I don't want to be on there talking uh, and don't know what I'm talking about. And I went in order. I started with Infrared, went to Drake, and then went to this uh, this uh, offense uh, by Pusha T. <laughs> and by the time I got to Pusha T, I was like, ah, oh, whatever. It ain't, you know, let me just hurry up and listen to this. I literally had to sit down. <laughs> I had to sit down. I was like, you talking about this man's daddy leaving him at five? How do you know that? Why do you know that? Who? If I'm Drake right now, I'm like, what? I'm calling my mama like, Ma, who you been talking to on the phone? <laughs> my heart a little broken. Just a little broken. It, it, oh, man. That was like the second line of the song. I I I after that I was like let me pause this real quick cuz I'm going to have some like emotional <laughs> emotional decisions to make going forward. Ah. Oof. Still sweating over it. Ugh, sad. What did you guys think? Man, what does they... I'm no, still trying so to figure out what that, the title they... means. Yeah, I'm still wondering what that about that too cuz I tried to google what that added on word but I didn't, I didn't come up with enough for that. Well, doesn't he say something in one of the songs about Adidas? Well, he says it in this song about Adidas. And how he's using his new, or he might use his newborn son as a, a Adidas play or something. Which mm. I don't know if that's something coming up yeah. or something that's already happened. But I know it came after the whole part where he announced his son and Adidas. And I'm just putting two and two together adidon versus adidas it doesn't drake call himself a don sometimes i could totally be lying about that because yeah no i'll be following him <laughs> like that but <laughs> <laughs> it could That's be anything man yeah. you might be on a son there but man it's crazy that he came out on first of all basically 
started off coming at his parents, moved on to his own personal life, talking about how he's about to be, how he's being a deadbeat dad himself. But like, should have paused the song for a second. Like, let's stop hiding. <laughs> let's stop playing around. You are hiding a son. Like, I was like, damn. I appreciate that, like the upfrontness. I appreciate that it wasn't like no sneak dissing. No, oh wait, what did he mean by that? It was straight up. No, this is what this man's doing. Straight. This is this is what we've been missing from hip hop. Like straight up attacks. Yeah. No question about who he was talking about and what he was trying to say. Man. None. I. I just want to know how Drake feels now, man. You know he all get all sensitive. So I don't, like after listening to something like that, I don't think I could want to like would want to write. I'd be like, yo, I'll send you another invoice, dog. You want some more money? <laughs> take that, take that, uh, take that track down, friend. <laughs> it's out there for No, seriously, because like, what is happening over at the Drake compound right now? Like, are they? I would be. I would probably just be drinking and like have all crying. the yes man, like yes man around me. Like, but I, I'm I'm still good, right? Yeah, man, you good, you good, you good. That wasn't even good. Like, I would only have Yes Man around me right now. <laughs> and then tomorrow I would wake up and try to figure out how I can put this behind me. Uh, this feels very, like, uh, similar to, like, the Nicki Minaj, uh, Remy Ma beef. Or, or uh, beef that happened, I guess you call it that. Because Remy went really, really hard at Nicki. But this is, like, ugh. Like... <laughs> This stuff that I feel like people have paid people not to talk about that push it was like, I literally don't care. (laughs) Like, you can do whatever you want to to me. I've had words done to me and I have no bottom. So I'm going to just like go for it. (laughs) Like, try, try if you will. Like to talk about his best friend who's like, has a most, what is it, MS? And yeah. should have say that your best friend's about to die soon. Like, God damn, you ain't have to do all that. Straight disrespect. And the thing Ooh. is, I got best friends, all right? I got best friends. And <laughs> let somebody talk about my best friends, and they know it. I will, like, I will try to figure out how to end you. And this man just told this man that his best friend that he already know is about to leave Earth, and he put it to a beat. That's disrespectful. <laughs> it made it wrong. <laughs> For the beat. <laughs> that is disrespectful. Like, what do you, what do you do after this? I don't know. No, and that woman, uh, the at Sophie knows or whatever it was on Instagram, like he says, Drake's baby mama had to store her shit private instantly. Like she got instantly bombarded. Damn. Ron, Ron, when he said yuck, after talking about. He was actually saying some nice stuff about this lady, like, hey, claim your woman. Be nice to your woman. And then the man said, yuck. Yuck. It was the most disrespectful yuck I've ever heard. Oh, what do you do? What do you do? This has got to be what it was like when Ether came out. And it was like one of the greats is being just disrespected in their prime or near their prime. I mean, do you remember where you were when Ether came out? Barely. I was so young then. I remember I was at my uh, cousin's house, and I I didn't really listen to hip-hop. We kind of talked about that on the podcast. But my cousins were all into it, and anytime I would go over there, you know, I ain't have no say-so on what we were going to listen to. 
So we played this, and I don't even know how we used to get new music back then, but... Oh, no, this was on Nas's album, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, yep, it was. All right, yeah, so we had the new album, and he just, was just playing the album, and that came on. When I tell you that was the only song we listened to for the whole weekend, and it just became like a... How, how disrespectful can you be? Like... That's all we talked about the whole weekend. And we just like dissected the whole song to figure out like what what do you even do after this? What do you say? And I feel like I feel the same way now. Like I don't if I were advising Drake right now, if I was like one of his white agents or, you know, lawyers or something, I would be like, should we sign like a a, a I don't know, a frosted flakes deal and like <laughs> Just put this behind us. Open. Oh, I'm getting money. Like, what do you do after this? There's nothing, Drake. What can Drake come back with that can uh, kind of hurt Pusha? Because I feel like this is not that. I feel like Pusha can go even deeper. That's the scary yes, part. Yes, he has a whole. He has a. He's like has a whole journal right now. He said he wants to see Drake get mad. He's like, waiting come. to see how deep this can go. Literally referenced <laughs> his new single in the song. <laughs> you talking about being upset? <laughs> What? <laughs> I just released that. <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> He's looking at his agents like, how the hell did he do that? Huh? <laughs> did he know about this? Like, <laughs> Drake, I think he, I think he who linked it to him after it. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how it usually goes. <laughs> like, what? Uh, I wish Evan was here. Evan, our former guest on the podcast, because I really want to hear check it. on him. He's been, I, you know, he's been MIA all day. I feel like most Drake fans are uh, at church or somewhere uh, trying to figure out what, what they need to do. But uh, <laughs> what do they expect out of Drake after this? Like, what, what Gosh, do you want? I can't even... I mean, I wanted you to I come mean, look, I, can't, I couldn't even put myself in hard. shoes to imagine. Like, you want him to go hard, but can he possibly come hard enough? I really don't. Unless, unless he has, <laughs> like... I can't even think of something Pusha T cares about enough to be like, oh my god, you hurt my feelings. You gotta pull some skeletons out the closet, because like, all this stuff that he said about Drake was stuff that was like, kind of floating around out there, but he pulled like, more receipts than people I think had. Like, I don't think anyone was aware of this woman's ad name on Instagram before he threw it out there. So, Drake got to really, I don't know of anything on that same level that Pusha has that he's been like, you know, ashamed to talk about. You know, the, the other thing I was thinking about... <sighs> It makes you think about just how whack the Drake Meek Mill beef was. Like that Drake Man. basically got, I, I won't say he got a pass because it was a phenomenal comeback out, you know, something he was not asking to be a part of with the whole memes and all that stuff. But this feels totally different. Like this is something where it's like, I feel like this is the first time, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't want to go too far or be on, like, some type of bandwagon, but I feel like this is the first time Drake is part of, like, a real hip-hop beef. I would and agree with that. I wonder if he knows yeah. what to do after this. Because you can't just come out with no like, means. I think all his other beefs were, like, <laughs> right, all his other beefs like, Whopper Jr. It's like, you can go out there and make tell jokes. You know, beef with Meek Mill, Kama, and all these other guys. 
you beefing with the Big Mac now. Like, this dude's coming at you with straight lyrics. He's not here to tell jokes or play games. He's going to get in the studio and go bar for bar with you. So I'm waiting to see how Drake can actually respond to this. You're going to drop one at 1 a.m. Actually, I hope he takes his time this time. Just <laughs> try to recuperate. From I just don't want him to make anything that's going to sound good in the club. I don't want that. I want you to make an actual, like, a diss song. Rod, did you feel any right. type of way that he used um, Jay-Z's song as part of his, uh, at Pusha, used it? <laughs> I always feel like in situations like that, if you're going to use a song of one of the, I mean, use the beat of one of the greats, that, that you just got to come properly, and he came properly, so I got no problem with it. So, like, should Drake use? I don't know what Drake could use. I don't, I really don't know how to help Drake. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. I mean, there's there's beats Drake could use. Like if he used or sampled No Vaseline or uh, Real Motherfucking G's or something old school back in the day, pull back one of those old bit rap beats. He could definitely come back with something that's like Drake gonna come back classic. with Nuck if you buck soundtrack. Man, low key though, <laughs> if he did something to Nuck if you buck, that would be pretty lit. <laughs> Like, we didn't even talk about like the cover or the art that he used for this release, did we? The blackface. Oh yeah, no, yeah, oh, that picture. Shit. What was he saying? What that? That's him. That's a real picture of him. That's what Mr. Pusher. Yeah, this is a real picture of Drake. Mr. Loki, I don't want to disrespect him. Okay, <laughs> I don't want no smoke. <laughs> like, you next, Brian. That's real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but man yo so someone has I think I can't remember the context my bad I'm trying to remember but basically someone was saying this is some type of art, quote unquote artwork or something like that it was basically him doing it to prove a point but at the end of the day he did it and I don't think you should ever have a good reason there's no real good reason to do blackface at any time in our lifetime. None. So, Drake got to really find some type of way to say, just like, hey, I fucked up on that one. I ain't gonna, I ain't even gonna try to make up for that. Let's just keep it moving. <laughs> ain't no trying to, like, make up for that one. Mm. Hey, Pusha is Thanos right now. Oh, Push, push uh, it is Thanos right now. He's, hey, he's, he's, been, he's getting all, you know. <laughs> You got, you got one more chance. What is it? He got what's two one pusher right now. That's two rings on you, Drake. Okay, but we don't think Drake is gonna like. I mean, how, I know there are some careers that have disappeared after a beef, especially if you lost it. But we think Drake's gonna be fine, right? <laughs> I, I do think Drake will be fine, but if Pusha T ends Drake's career, he is catapulted to legendary status. Ooh. I'll be. I'll say this. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think that's gonna happen. I said it a few weeks on our ago on our podcast. Drake has a business. He'll be fine. They'll figure out a way to kind of bury all this. Uh, but this will all it'll always be there for somebody else to kind of take another hit at him. So either right. he comes back hard or comes back smart. I don't know. I don't know, but Drake, ooh, Aubrey, ooh, Aubrey, 
Don't you wish you were still on the track? <laughs> Is there anyone that Drake hangs with that could help him out in the situation? Like, I wonder who, who, who could he get from <laughs> He's going to have to bring out Wayne. Look. Future, I guess. Like, nah, Future ain't really going to be able to out. No. I mean, he's been hanging with Future too much. Actually, they both deadbeats. Uh, don't you wish you were still on Degrassi, Drake? <laughs> don't you wish? Right? Like, it's still on. <laughs> you could still be on. You could be a teacher on there now. You don't have to have none of these problems. None of them. Drake. <laughs> he just popped back up in the world. You're like, hey, guys. Right. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm a science teacher. That sure was a long summer vacation, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh, Drake. <laughs> Just pretend like nothing happened. All that right. would be amazing. <laughs> Come back to the light. <laughs> oh, okay, let's go ahead and keep it moving then. So, n- another big thing going on in these last few days, or big things over the weekend, we had two Game 7s in the NBA. So, for the first time since 1979, they said we had both conference finals go to the Game 7. And boy, was it lit. So, first Ooh. up, Sunday, Saturday night. No, Sunday night we had... LeBron, I'm, I'm be nice to say the Cavaliers versus <laughs> nice. the Boston, Boston Celtics. But Yo, that's the most disrespectful thing ever. <laughs> but no, so that game was was pretty dope. Did y'all watch that one? Or y'all get to catch, catch the highlights? Yes, I watched it. And Tatum is Le- someone that can say at the age of 20, I posterized the king. Like, did you see that dunk he got on LeBron? He can. He he did that thing. Man, he. But the funny thing is, he tried to taunt him after, and I, LeBron's facial reaction was like, "This little boy think he's something." Drives down the court and just bullies him. Layup. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but you know what? I'm not mad at him at all. You only get one opportunity to do that. That's bruh. like when um, who was AI crossed over Jordan. Like, look, you take your shot. <laughs> yeah, even if you miss it, I don't care. You cross Jordan over, take the shot. Man, I feel like but it was it was an exciting game. It was like I, I got mad because I landed back in town on Sunday, and at the airport I stopped to see the TV, and the Celtics were up by like ten or twelve, and I was like, oh well, you guys are actually gonna do something, okay? And by the time I got home, <laughs> it was like <laughs> they. <laughs> They they forgot what we talked about at the airport. <laughs> they said no, like we'll, we'll wait for you to play again because they never showed back up, and it was so frustrating to look at. Uh, but also like so predictable. Like I knew there was no way. All right, this is a little bit of conspiracy theory. I, I know, but there was no way LeBron was not gonna make the finals. Just like there was no way this, uh, well, I feel like there was more of a way that the Warriors were not going to make the finals, but still, come on. There was no way that they were I mean, not going to let them in. There's the no way LeBron was not going to miss the finals because he's LeBron. I don't know what this conspiracy you're talking about. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. It's always the haters got to blame outside for so Why can't a black man just be good at sports? <laughs> Hey, the best thing I saw on Instagram and Twitter today was the Family Matters theme for the finals, and they ended it with, like, that produced by hilarious. Adam Silver. Like, hey, <laughs> we made sure it happened, guys. I hope you enjoy this episode, <laughs> the newest episode or newest season <laughs> of the NBA. <laughs> 
We're here. All right, so let's get into it. There are a lot of people who are tired of seeing these same teams in the finals for the fourth year in a row. How do you guys feel about it? I mean, I really was rooting for Boston because I kind of want to see a new team. But at the same time, it's like, why I get, why do we get so bored over when teams are just so dominant? Like we're so ready for them to lose, but then it's like everyone loves the underdog. But... It's like other people are like, this is the game. If LeBron beats the Warriors, that he like takes the the whole greatest debate away because he finally beat a team. He finally like, beat the Warriors, and he did it all by himself, basically. But I don't know what y'all think. I feel like man, I don't really have a problem with it because I don't have anything against either one of these teams. Like, I get tired of seeing Boston win over and over because I don't like Boston as a city. But I didn't get tired of the Lakers win over and over because I, I like L.A. So, for me, it's more so about the city itself than it is about seeing the same team over and over. So, oh. even though I would have liked to see Houston make it over Golden State because I thought that would have been a more interesting storyline because I think that it's a better matchup either side if it was Houston. I don't have any problem with the on the eastern side for it to be Cavaliers for the fourth time or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I just, I did call for uh, LeBron and them not to make it to the finals. I did, and I'm wrong, and I admit that. Whatever. Um, I still root for the Warriors. I hope they win. Come on, Draymond, get number three. But uh, this is a little boring. Like, it's like the same story four years in a row that gets old, and I know that. There's a bright future for the NBA, um, but it's just it's just interesting that the same two teams just happen to be in the same spot four years in a row. Just like it's interesting that, and I know I know LeBron's great, he's a good basketball player, so it's just as interesting <laughs> that LeBron has made the finals for what eight, nine, ten, twenty years in a row. So whatever, you know, we're here. Come I mean, on, but he's everybody. not the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, or even the sixth person to do that. So it's not like it's something they set up just for him. It's like this is things that happen multiple times in the NBA's history. This, the league is kind of set up this way where the way the playoffs are developed, the best team is going to be the one that comes out of it. So I really feel like people who complain about this really, I don't want to say don't understand the fundamental aspect of the, of the way the playoffs work, but it's like if you watch it and you, you've accepted that this is the way it's going to be. Yeah. Cool. But I'm just like, can't. I feel like also, like, if people are tired of it, but in general, like, if other aren't, aren't other teams just, like, tired of it, too? Like, aren't all the other NBA players <laughs> tired of seeing this? Like, aren't y'all, like, like y'all really not want to go to the finals anymore? <laughs> this is like the teams boycott. <laughs> Not boycotting, but like fighting <laughs> all three teams in a room. That's tired of not being here. They're going to all be like Killmonger right. and Black Panther. Like, is this shocking? Like, aren't y'all sick of this? <laughs> like, man. I just wonder, I'm like, for instance, like a team like the Raptors, like, every man. time. Like, how do you just let this happen every time? How Aren't you tired of that? Every other team took these guys to game seven, and y'all couldn't even beat them in a quarter. Literally, no one thought you guys would make it. Like, how do you feel about that? No one, no one believed you guys would do anything, and you were the number one seed. Everyone was like, oh, Patriots might get them. 
Raptors ain't got a chance. Ooh, Boston yeah. might get enough. <laughs> 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 oh. At what point do y'all so that's just, I'm like, y'all need to start doing do battle raps. Like, push it. That's what y'all need. All <laughs> 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 right, what's wrong? Um, oh. Yeah, but for me, I'm not going to root against LeBron. But I do not really see how he could win this or how the Cavaliers could come out of this. It just seems like the odds are so stacked against them that it would take an injury or a miracle. Mm. And, and at that point, I would have to believe that LeBron probably might have sold his soul. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going with this conspiracy theories because I like to live in a world where it doesn't happen, regardless uh-huh. of how true it may or may not be. It just takes the fun out of it if you believe stuff like that for me. <laughs> I really want to live in that world too, but... If LeBron lifts up what his fourth trophy, uh, I'm gonna believe the conspiracy. But hey, go I mean, Warriors. I guess it is easier to believe that than to believe that he's the the greatest athlete of all time. But you know, we can go ahead. You know, hey, speaking of the greatest athlete of all time, congratulations to Serena. Uh, I was waiting for that for winning her first round at the French Open after giving birth. Uh, I mean, she hasn't played a Grand Slam. In over a year, uh, but she came back, <laughs> and we back, <laughs> and you know we here to win. So, but yeah, you little basketball players or whatever. Oh wait, 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 wait! And shout out to Roger Federer, one of my favorite tennis players, and I've talked about him on the podcast before. If you remember, ESPN said he's the third most dominant athlete. Of the last 20 years, Roger actually yeah, said that yeah, Serena Williams that. is the greatest tennis player of all time. So, hey, I just wanted to put that out there. Go, Roger. Conrad. Mm. Anywho, <laughs> I'm going for the Warriors because I got I to gotta support a fellow Spartan. So, war, Warriors in six. So, let me ask you all this. Regardless of what you think about LeBron's legacy, whether you think he's the greatest or not, does winning or losing in his finals, or I would say does losing his finals have an impact? Like, does it, would it just be a knock against his legacy to you? Would it take him down the pit? No. No. I don't think so. I would definitely watch. say, like, winning. LeBron... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Conrad. Finish. I was going to say, watch, LeBron will lose the, the finals game, and he'll still find a way to be on ESPN for a majority of the loss because they always find a way to praise LeBron <laughs> when he loses or they make up some crazy stats that you were not thinking about to make him seem better <laughs> but I don't think it's going to tarnish his legacy I mean people might be like alright bro you been to so many finals and you ain't winning rings but I don't know we'll see but, Brian what are you about to say I definitely feel like if he wins it helps if he loses, I, I do not think it'll hurt his legacy. Um, just because people already have said in their mind that LeBron is this, LeBron is that. So whatever he does positive from here on out. I mean, and I'll say this of all legends, if you will, especially in sports. Whatever they do from here on out that's positive is only going to add to their legacy. Um, the negative stuff everyone's able to kind of sweep that under the rug somehow. Um, but I think LeBron, I, I, I again think the Warriors will win. I hope it's in five. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to seven because more money. Uh, 
And yeah, <laughs> I just hope that by the time that their little championship is over, that Serena would have already lifted her trophy and, you know, is on to the next Grand Slam. <laughs> no conspiracies there, though. <laughs> no, it's not. Me, no, it's just what you said. No, it ain't no damn conspiracy. <laughs> <with Serena>. <laughs> not. <laughs> wow. Wow. How bad it took you so long. <laughs> but I'm definitely in the same boat. This doesn't really have an impact on his legacy for me, especially when it comes down to the whole, you know, making it to the finals but not winning conversation. To me, that holds a little bit less weight. And I think it's an interesting point that you made. That once you reach that legendary status, there's no knock against you at this point. Like, I think for LeBron in this playoff run, making it to the finals was the victory. Like, getting out of the Eastern Conference was what he needed to be able to say that he came out on top this year. At this point, he's playing with house money. Any game he wins is just another you know, way people can say that he'd carry the team to the, another victory, even if it's just a game or two. I think it's an interesting point that you made, though, about how legendary, once you get that legendary status, that you don't even need to really win anymore. It's like, if you do, good. But if you don't, it's whatever. Because mm-hmm. I think you could apply that same thing to even, like, music artists and actors. Like, once you have enough good projects, every bust you do after that is just, you know, whatever. You don't always hit the mark. But if you do get another golden spark, like you get that uh, 444 if you Jay-Z or something like that late in your career, that's just a cherry on top. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens so so many times with, like, legendary artists in arts or sports or things of that sort. Um, now, if he... I, I don't know. I don't know if what's the opposite, though. Like, what he can do to, like, tarnish. Because I've heard some people say, like, oh... If LeBron goes to another team next year, this is a conversation happening a lot. If LeBron goes to another team next year, it's going to tarnish his legacy. I'm interested to hear like you guys' thoughts on that. Do you think that'll hurt him? It's funny. I was having the, <laughs> I was having that conversation with my cousin at home, and I was like, at what point we're asked the same questions? Like, at what point will people like hate LeBron so much that they'll like just like, if, for instance, if I was like, so what happens if, like, you know, LeBron was just, like, switched it up and was like, I want to go to the Warriors? Do you think he would get as much scrutiny as he as KD did for a team that has been multiple times? But do you think that would tarnish his legacy? I think it would, at least in my eyes. Because, I mean, I just don't know. He he did what he had to do. He got Cleveland his ring, and now... I think he can go to any team except the Warriors. Like, you can't go to the Warriors. <laughs> you can't go. You can't go to the team that beat you. So what if you what if you switched up and went to Boston? I think that would be a okay move. Like I don't have any problem with with him or any other player leaving the team. Like I think as over time I really developed a mindset where I stopped caring about players being loyal to teams, especially once I realized that these teams are never loyal to these players once they stop being good for them. So I, mm-hmm. I have no problem if he decides to make a move if it was best for his career. You're right. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, go Warriors, though. Go Draymond. Right, so go Draymond. You didn't say who? Hey, just really oh, quick. Right? I didn't know. Like, I know people don't like Draymond, but I didn't know how many people hated Draymond. Like, I've been watching a few games yeah. with different people and watching some of the games with uh, Twitter. People do not like Draymond at all. Is that surprising? And I give him props you know, for really building... I really give him props for building his that <laughs> that persona. 
and him living like now I, f- I feel like he acts most of the time to like just to keep that yeah I'm the dude y'all don't like persona but it's working for him yeah I do think he, enjoy- he enjoys being a bad boy yeah he he enjoys being the bad boy and he can't get in trouble you know he's from sag nasty <laughs> the boy the the boy knows how to talk, but he also backs it up, so I can't hate on that. True. So it's three of us are all for Warriors. I mean, I must still be rooting for the Cavs, but I just don't expect them to actually win. I'm rooting for the Warriors. So okay, so Ron I mean, I'm a Lions fan and a Pistons fan, so you know, I'm used to rooting for the team that I actually expect to lose. So I'm just gonna go ahead and use that same energy here. So Ron's for the Cavs. For LeBron. LeBron Cleveland. Yep. That's what I'm uh that's what I'm technically going for. <laughs> I thought that was the most disrespectful thing ESPN did after the win when he was talking. And they put LeBron parentheses C L E. I was like Wow. Like they don't even say Cleveland Cavaliers anymore. <laughs> it's LeBron Cleveland. <laughs> Damn. They're going to really make anyone hate playing with them, though. I think that's definitely contributed to Kyrie leaving, like, stuff just like that. But, like, that's that's my next, again, Cleveland bench players. Cleveland players, aren't you just tired of being put in the back? Like, aren't you just tired of <laughs> you guys are no longer a team? Like, no one says the Cavaliers anymore. How does that make you feel? Huh? Aren't you like tired? (laughs) Aren't you like you know? (laughs) Aren't you tired of seeing pictures of LeBron playing tug of war by himself and winning? (laughs) Like, aren't you tired (laughs) of another drawing of of an artist taking his time to draw a picture of LeBron carrying all of you as well as your coach? Like, it must feel back. really bad that no one talks about you. <laughs> like, you're not a professional athlete. Like, you haven't worked your whole life. You work. Okay, look at this. You worked your whole life to get to this moment. And literally, they call your team LeBron James. They, they don't even, like, reference the fact that he has other players on the court. They don't even, like, think about you. And whenever you do something good, they still find a way to, like, reference it, like, put it with LeBron. Like, how bad much must you be? <laughs> I'm just telling you, if you want to release a diss trap, track, call Pusher, okay? I'm sure he got some stuff <laughs> ready to go, okay? Uh, J.R. Smith, you look like you ready. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Love, you might not be able to hit the beats, but hey, come on. Try your best. Some of y'all come out here and put some smoke out here. Because I know y'all sick of it. They go home every night to their family. And their family probably ask them, like, how is LeBron? How's he doing? Is he all right? (laughs) (laughs) How LeBron play? (laughs) Does LeBron need anything? Like, your kids even ask about LeBron before you. Your kids. They came from you. Aren't you pissed? I really want to. I really want to spark a beat to tell you the cab. It's like, I just that's my personal goal. <laughs> like, Tyron, what's his name? Tyron Lue. Tyron Lue, you ain't even the, Ty considered Lee, the yeah. coach. 
Aren't you mad? My guy. <laughs> aren't you mad? Yo, Tyrone is just, he's just sitting outside. I'll never forget that picture of him just outside of the huddle, like oh, another player looking in and watching LeBron drop something. Like, and I saw a quote point? that said, LeBron, are you going to at least tell me to play? Like, can I at least know? <laughs> <laughs> aren't you mad? <laughs> I'm just waiting on y'all to get mad. Come on, y'all. Like, <laughs> if they win, it's going to be my fault because we got mad. See? Nah, I just started some. Man, do better, nah. y'all. You know what? I'm be thankful you did start some here. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't want that. I take all of it back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and keep moving to the next topic. So, I'm going to go ahead and pass it right on over to you, B, because I think you're the one that has the most energy and hatred in your blood for this one. So go ahead and tell them what's going on. All right, here we go. I have to give a clap real quick. Come on, come on, come on. Roseanne, (laughs) ignorant ass, rude ass, (laughs) ain't been funny since 94 ass, used to like your show, but you didn't say some dumb shit ass. Yo... Trick ass, trick, hoe ass, rude ass bar, okay? And now you bar from ABC Studios, okay? Because you done opened your mouth, and now people don't have a job, people don't have nowhere to report to, people don't have nothing to write on, people don't have nothing to produce, because you wanted to be ignorant, okay? I'll tell y'all what happened, but Mm. anything I say right now that happened today, if you did your research, she been doing this for the past 8, 9, 10, 11 years since Obama was in president, I'm sorry, President Barack Obama, Uncle Barack Obama was in office, all right? Uh, Roseanne decided to jump on Twitter, which has been uh, her her, uh, medium, if you will, of putting out her negative views, just like the president, who's in office, 45, uh, to say that Valerie Jarrett, and if you don't know Valerie Jarrett, you really should do your research. Uh, if there would be no Barack Obama, President Obama, without Valerie Jarrett, there would not be uh, a, the successful presidency that he had without Valerie Jarrett. She was the official, um, I don't know her official title, so I ain't gonna lie, but. She was basically like the the. <laughs> Do your research. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I got so pissed off over Roseanne, I forgot to like look up her title. But she was basically the the uh, consultant to the president throughout his eight years. Okay, but he knew her far before, uh, long before he was president. He knew her when he was a senator, and knew her just from being a Chicago politician. Uh, but she has done many great things, not only for President Obama, but for this country, okay? Uh, so Roseanne decided to, from what I could observe, because I didn't see any reason why she did this, but for no reason at all, she got on Twitter and compared Valerie Jarrett basically to an ape, okay? You can look up the tweet. I'm not going to read it because it's rude and disrespectful, and we all know where it comes from, and we all know why she would compare Valerie Jarrett to an ape. Um, but that's what she decided to do, okay? She did that yesterday. Then she got on Twitter today and tried to issue, like, some apology saying she was wrong. It was a joke. Bullshit, bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit. 
just like we do to U of M whenever they come to our school and, you know, they wear them stupid jerseys. But bullshit. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, Twitter, let me just say this. Twitter is good sometimes, all right? It has become a way for people to have their voices heard, for people to come together and put their voices behind what's important. And that an example of that happened today. I mean, every day we get an example of how it doesn't work when a, an unarmed black person is shot dead or when a person is in a, an establishment and racism happens to them and nothing happens to the person who did it. We get those examples every day. But today, Twitter was used for good because when Roseanne issued her bullshit apology and issued her bullshit statement that she's going to leave Twitter, uh, Twitter said, oh, no, 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 ho. And I, I feel comfortable saying ho, all right? So I apologize <laughs> to whoever's offended because I feel like this is a whole-ass move that she did. Uh, this ho got on Twitter and said she's going to leave Twitter because she said something stupid. And she thought that would be, like, the best way to kind of brush it under the rug. Well... Channing Dungey, and if you don't know her name, she's a black woman, and she's the head of a ABC Studios, which is obviously owned by Disney, which also owns ESPN, and we'll talk about that later. I'll tell you why I put those two. To, I'll, I'll tell you why I put that there, okay? Um, but Channing said no, 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 Ro, Roseanne, come back to the front. Uh, your comments were ignorant. <laughs> They were repugnant, which is my new favorite word, because I need to start using that more often. And they were not in line with our values. Now, look, I'll say this. I don't know the values of ABC because you guys shelved an episode of Blackish that was going to talk about NFL players kneeling, and we never got to see that. Uh, you guys have, you first of all, greenlit this Roseanne uh, reboot. When you knew that the whole purpose of the reboot was to satisfy 45 supporters. Um, And you've done some questionable stuff in the past. We'll just leave it at that. But we'll give you one clap for saying that, hey, Roseanne, you're canceled. And now I want to just state this fact before we kind of get into, like, the conversation. Let me just state how big this is. Roseanne was, like, the number one show on television last season she was the number one new show she was the number one overall show had lots of viewers they actually renewed the show after the first episode which had over 18 million viewers in the first um showing of that that episode so this is not a great business decision if you will to be honest with you because let's be honest Roseanne has been saying ignorant shit. She, she's called so many people or compared many pe- black people to apes. She's talked about Barack Obama not being smart. She's talked about, uh, she said a lot of dumb shit. Let's just say that. Uh, so it was never like they're doing this for like a, a, a moral high ground reason. They did it because they, they received backlash. And it wasn't a good business decision, but they decided to do it, which is good. Um, so I'll stop there because I got more because I'm, I was really pissed off by this. 
Um, but I want to know, what do you guys feel about this? And how do you feel, like, how do you feel about this going across all entertainment? Because we are reaching a point where dumb people are having to kind of answer to their dumb shit. But that also impacts some of our favorite shows, our favorite music, our favorite movies. Uh, I just want to know, how do you guys feel about it? For me, uh, I never really ever watched Roseanne. Um, so I didn't really like, I think we were, you guys were talking about it. Like, I, I felt like I wanted to be more angry about it at her and like being so like hype about her show being off. But I never took the time in the first place to ever watch her show. So I wasn't as like hype enough to get like as angry as you or um, Brian. But I do think this has just opened the door. And the microscope that used to be in the back to look at all the stuff behind closed doors and companies just got larger. And it might, I think it will affect a, a lot of us, positive and negative. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if this is just ABC trying to cover up stuff ahead of time. Because like Ryan said, it's not like this woman has been the greatest woman in the world with what she has to say. But... I don't know, Ryan, what you think? I mean, yeah, I'm definitely in the same boat as you. I think all of us are in that same boat is that we didn't really support Roseanne in the first place, so it's really easy to be so happy about this decision that was happening to her. But I do think that it sets an interesting precedent that I don't think can recall anyone this big, and I know Roseanne isn't necessarily, you know, peak her career A-list anymore, but I just feel like she's the biggest person to lose so much so quickly. Like, there's been a ton of stuff of, like, you know, everyday citizens, you know, being harassed, losing their job or whatever. But for some, uh, actual household name, celebrity, to lose her show, get it canceled, get it pulled off of streaming, to go from waking up with everything and going to sleep with nothing that quickly. It seems like this is the first time I can remember it happening. So it's, I'm willing to wonder what the limit is now. Like, how quickly are people getting canceled? Which, don't get me wrong. I think she deserves this cancellation and it's overdue, but it's going to be interesting to see just how quick of a mix, how quickly and how small a mess up can it be before something that we like ends up getting gets canceled because the star says something that we don't like or that the public is against. Yeah, I mean, my thing and, and what I don't want to get lost in all this is the fact that ABC is not doing something courageous or heroic or even... Something that should be support, or like, I don't know what the word, like, I don't think we should clap for a ABC. I mean, they're doing the right thing, yes, but let's not forget the fact that this show was greenlit a year and a half ago. Roseanne, her Twitter feed, you can go years and years when she has said some of the most hateful, rude, ignorant things that you can ever read from someone who considers themselves a comedian let's also not uh uh get past the fact that abc is owned by disney who also owns espn who used to produce a show called the six with jamel hill who also who well not also but said some i would call it the truth about the president of the United States. But they decided to suspend her and they decided to reprimand her and ultimately that show is no more. 
But ESPN didn't do, I mean, didn't support uh, Jamil's comments. ESPN didn't back her up. Those comments weren't a lot. I mean, they weren't a part of your, your, I guess, your, uh, I lost the word I was going to say. I had a whole little spill right here. But they weren't a part of your, your, your <laughs> values, if you will. But at the same time, I feel like you're, you're dropping Roseanne for doing this, but you're not like holding the president accountable for the same shit that he's been saying. She's only repeating what him and his fans say. So it, it just feels kind of like, don't like kind of go up for, uh, ABC. Don't go up for the fact that they have silenced blackish from releasing their full views. Don't go up for them for dropping Fresh Off the Boat, which was one of the groundbreaking comedies for Asians and Asian Americans. Like, don't go up for them. Like, yeah, be be happy for the fact that they silenced this one stupid-ass voice, but don't give them too much credit. And I feel like that's what frustrates me most, and that's what pisses me off most, is that this stuff is happening every day. And we pick and choose... Mm. when we're going to like cancel someone or cancel something or not be a part of something for them saying something stupid. And yet we allow these other entities and people that are too famous to come bring down. We allow them to kind of get a pass and, and, and live past their past mistakes or past comments. And I just feel like it's just time out for that. I'm just so sick of people being able to be racist and yet be able to live through it. Like, if you're going to say some stupid shit, you should be treated like that. You should be a stupid motherfucker, and you should be put out, put out for pasture, and we should not have to deal with you anymore. You know what? The the the, the case is Roseanne's going to be fine. She already got her money. She had the money from the first go-round. I watched Roseanne when I was little, and it was a great show. It was funny. Uh, she made lots of money off of it. Roseanne's going to be just fine however there are so many other people who are being hurt by these comments these words from people in our everyday lives but nobody's there to kind of hold those people accountable and i just feel like that's so frustrating and you get it every single day it's literally at this point a trending topic on twitter every single day and you know why because it's the president of the united fucking states and that's so frustrating that we have to live in a country where you can't even feel safe to like live your true self, live your full life because you have no support behind you. So I said a lot, but that's why I'm frustrated. That's why I'm frustrated. And it's more. It's more. And it might come out. But <laughs> I'll be I'll shut up. What are your thoughts? <laughs> No, I think you touched on something a little bit interesting. That's a good segue for us. Like you mentioned, these entities that are a little bit too big to fail, as you put it, or you know, too big to be called out. I think another big one that's been in the news recently is, is the NFL. So there's been mm. a lot of negative headlines around the recent ruling to say that the anthem is basically to be respected. To put it the quite the best way to put it. So they're saying that players need to be on the field and standing for it, and basically showing their appreciation that certain people feel that it deserves when the anthem is playing. So, of course, a lot of people have been upset by this, especially the black community who feels like this is really just a way of saying black parents need to stand there and be quiet and that their opinion and, and their voice in this matter is not important to the league, which has brought up a lot of questions and conversation amongst ourselves and our community. Like, I'd say, you, you know, within our group chat about 
I was on support of the NFL. So you know, I was talking about, you know, we're not watching it anymore. But then that conversation goes a little bit deeper than that. Is that enough? Is that more we could be doing? Let's, you know, let's start talking about that a little bit. What do you guys think? Yeah, this is, a, I feel like, a conversation that's definitely happening on all platforms um, and in your homes. It's just that, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, we, in our, we, when we were talking about it, we kept going back and forth on whether it's worth it to just not watch NFL or, and then people say, you know, it's not enough and it's not really going to do much. And I don't know because I'm on the other side looking at it like if we cancel watching these games, are we hindering the potential for black athletes to make more money? Mm. You know, if we're not watching them anymore, we don't know what they're doing. So we can't purchase. We don't know what they're doing. We don't know if these and then these sponsors are losing the ability to sponsor these athletes so are we cutting their check too short are we cutting the chances of those who haven't had the ability to step on the field and they finally are what they've been working for and no one knows them so they're not making what they feel like they're worth i don't know i just that's what i'm thinking of so how are we gonna hurt the nfl the organization the administration and not hurt the players who are actually being affected by it that's how I've been yeah, thinking man. about it lately. It's really tough though because it's on one hand you do, I don't want to support the NFL, but on the other hand, getting rid of the NFL isn't the answer either because there's thousands, if not millions, of lives that are impacted by that. Like everyone from the players on the field to the people who work in those stadiums that clean it when the games are over. Like that's thousands of jobs lost if that league were man. to go down. So it's, it really feels like our hands are tied here though because if we continue to support them, we're saying that what they're doing is okay. So it becomes hard to be able to say, so at least I feel like it's hard to be able to say, I don't like what you're doing, but I don't want you to like stop existing. Like, how do I say I want you to change it, but at the same time, not continue to enable the current behavior? I mean, you know, sometimes you got to destroy shit to get new shit. So I could give less than a fuck about the NFL. And I know they employ a lot of black people and they employ a lot of people, period, at stadiums and uh, television sets and uh, on-field correspondence and all that stuff. However, at some point, you have to stand up for what you believe in. And I know there's been a few reports that some players are saying, hey, we are not going to play until Kaepernick and some other players get a deal. Some players say, hey, I'm going to kneel every week. Uh, my thing is, it can't just be some players. You guys are the majority in this case. So you can you can make this something. You can take a stand here. Um, you can actually come together for something that will have a much bigger good than just, you know, you providing millions to yourself. And I know you guys make a lot of money and you, you, you are doing this for your families and things of that sort. However, at what point do you kind of say, hey, I'm not going to be disrespected. I'm not going to be looked down upon. I'm not going to have the president of the United States say that, hey, if I decide to kneel or protest in any way, that I probably should not be part of this country. I'm not going to stand by that. And that's how I feel. I feel like any person who does not in some shape or form have their voices heard when they go out on that field on Saturday, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, Whatever time the basketball or football game is, if you don't do that, 
then you're allowing that man up there and all his 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 groupies and supporters to kind of look at you and laugh at you and say, hey, you're willing to listen to us. You're willing to go by our rule. You're willing to be a good old boy. Um, that man literally sat on television and said, any person who does not respect the anthem, which we all know that's not what you guys are protesting against, they should not be part of this country. That's what the president of the United States said. And you telling me that you're more worried about your endorsements and your 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 football deals? I get it, but I don't get it. And I just need somebody to make sense for me. Like what what do you think you should do in this in this case? Like what do you think your action should be? And the fact that we're only hearing from some NFL players and not the majority of NFL players to me is the bigger problem. I'm really hoping it back this backfires on them to where like no one shows up. Like team some teams just don't all show up. I hope there's a lot of camaraderie and brotherhood within each team to be like all right, so we can't go out there for the for the anthem and then every team that supports this against this to just stay in the locker room. I feel like that's more disrespectful. I'm not even taking the time to come out there. I saw Funny Teeth was saying was saying that if you're gonna do this, then you should shut down. You should uh, stop your concessions during the national anthem because you you're making money during the national national anthem. Um, the workers are not stopping to respect the flag, so you should shut that down. Anything that they're selling around the stadium should be shut down. The workers should stop paying attention to people who could potentially jump onto the field. All this stuff, and it's just like, come on, that's just the pettiest way of saying you won't listen. Just frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely at that point where I can no longer comfortably watch the games. So, I mean, it'd be a wrap for me that this upcoming season, no way it stands. Like, maybe something will happen between now and then that change my mind. But if the season weren't starting next week, I'm not even sure if I'd be signing up for fantasy. Yeah. And we talked. I mean, for me, I'm, sorry, I mean, I'll be honest. Go ahead, Brishot. Well, I was going to say, we talked about this in our group chat. Like, what can we do? Like, hey, it's not watching the games enough. It's definitely part of the equation, in my opinion. This is my opinion. I'm not saying that there's anything that I've done as far as the research to know that this would work. But if we all, you got all your friends, your family, and people to stop watching the games, that is part of it. But we also got to look at where's the other money coming from? I mean, there are so many endorsements. There are so many promoters and things of that sort that we can kind of drop our support from that right now they are making so much money off of this organization and different organ. I mean, you don't have to just stop at the NFL. Hell, if you want to look at ABC, you want to look at Disney, you want to look at Starbucks, you want to look at anything that we talk about where there's been some type of racial issue and you're pissed off about it and you're like, how can I make them, let them know that my voice is powerful you stop supporting the people who support them, okay? And I feel like, yeah, you can stop watching the games, but stop supporting the promoters. Stop supporting the people who endorse the athletes. Stop doing that. And then they'll actually figure out, like, hey, this is not just up to the, what, 40, 45 owners in the NFL. Like, they can't just tell me that this is the rule we all have to abide by. Like, then your voice is louder. I don't know. I feel like I haven't been pissed off on an episode in a while, but I feel very upset today 
because I'm just so sick of this happening like every single time. And now that I'm older and I kind of realize what's going on, like, why are we sitting by and just letting this happen? Like, black people make up, what is it, 60, 70, 80% of the NFL? However, countless percentage of the NBA. Uh, I know we ain't got the uh, M, the um, baseball on lock like that, or we definitely don't have hockey. We definitely don't have hockey. We definitely got it locked. We we do have base. Hey, we do have baseball uh, baseball on lock. You're right. Have any numbers in baseball well, because we do. We have Afro Cubans on there. You're right. You're right. You're right. So if we majority just, majority of baseball players are Afro Cuban. If we all come together and demand things like i mean what could happen what could happen there was a point in time where we couldn't even play the damn sport and look at where we are now where we dominate every sport most sports majority of sports um i mean let's just come together and try to figure out how we can have our voices heard and not have to be pissed off but can do something about it yeah, but it's like, is the we, is it really us, or is it more so up to the players? Like, at what point do we have to start talking to the players as well? Like, is there, do you think there's anything we could do to take our support from them and let them know, like, as, as long as you continue to be complacent in this league, we don't support you either? I, I just, yeah. It's hard. I think it's more, as viewers, yes, we have an impact, but I think if the it's all really the biggest impact comes from them. Like, I cannot imagine if, Every single black athlete on a team, as well as um, any any minority on the team, like if they decided to quit playing or stop or boycott playing, that that's huge. Think of all the players on the on the starting twenty two are major. I would say are majority black to me in the NFL. That's your stars. That's what brings in the money. But at the same time, it's hard because there's players that rely on this money. So they're not. They're gonna be like, you know, whatever. I'm gonna stay in the locker room, or I'm not gonna kneel because I need this money. Like without this, so and so doesn't work, you know. But it, that's to me, it would be have to be all of them for them to like to really like shut down the NFL or take over the NFL. I don't need to give you all of them. You just need enough to make a halt in the progress of the game. It's like just enough where they can't play a game or two and I guarantee progress stuff will start happening when they have to start refunding tickets. Yeah. I think mean, like yeah, I mean we'll Conrad, see. you said it, but how dope would it be if how dope would it be if <laughs> we ain't gonna show up? You just don't show up. Like they go, they do like the pre interviews, they do all the stuff that they ha- that happens before NFL kickoff and then they Put warm up the up camera. Everything. Yeah, warm up everything. Like, literally, troll them. You warm up, you're on the field, you got your uniform on, and then they just see you, like, getting in the van while the national anthem playing. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> How dope would that be? It's like, hold on. <laughs> like, I really want to tag Russell Wilson. every yeah. NFL hold player. Hold on, we have Russell Wilson in the tunnel. <laughs> this is, like, grade A petty, and I want y'all to be a part of it. <laughs> like... Like, oh, I didn't even think about the warm-up, though. That would be so dope because your favorite – you sign autographs. You do all that stuff. You do an interview before. You talk with the coach. The coach don't even know. 
because most of them are white. But <laughs> he talked to the coach like, yeah, I think I'm going to do this play on the first play and the second play. And then <laughs> the <laughs> Carrie Underwood get up there and sing the national anthem. And you like, well, where the hell did Russell? <laughs> where did Richard Sherman? Is he? Where, did they get go get a drink of water? Where <laughs> the They about to blow the whistle. Where everybody at? And you just see a camera shot on a bit screen of everybody getting in the sprinter about to leave the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's stunned on Instagram after, like, hey, I ain't showing up to that bitch. That would be dope. That would be dope. That would be dope. Man, ideas, I'm telling you. Whose man's be coming up with them ideas? Yeah, just don't be listening. They don't. Man. Right, man. So, Ron, can't. That's it. So Ryan, you're canceling. Ryan, you're canceling. Nah. Yeah, we done. Done. Done, done, done. Yeah. It's gonna be hard for me to say I'm canceling watching the Eagles, but we'll see. I enjoy, I really enjoy football, so it's hard it's like what I look forward to every year, but it's also hard to see what the organization is doing to its players. I don't know, we'll see. All right, y'all. Make sure y'all, if y'all out here listening to us, y'all let us know what y'all are doing too. Especially if you're a big fan, we want to know: Are you still checking out? You can limit your viewership based on teams or anything like that. You know, you are you still giving your full support? We don't judge. Let us know what you're thinking. We just we just want to hear from y'all and figure out. You know, are y'all feeling what we thinking? Or y'all got some different ideas too? Make sure y'all contact us at our email it's at Who's Man's Podcast. At, it's Who's Man's Podcast at um, our social media is at Who's Man's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Make sure y'all check us out on there as well. And then make sure when you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or whatever it is that you leave, hit the like button, hit the retweet, hit the favorite, leave a review, leave a rating, you know, leave a comment, let people know what you're enjoying. Keep spreading the word. We've been seeing some increased numbers lately. We know we're really enjoying it. We want to hear from y'all, you know. We've been getting some fan interactions here and there. But just keep it up. We want to keep talking to y'all. We want to keep hearing from you. Keep hearing your ideas for topics, your thoughts on what we've been saying. It just makes it more, even more fun to keep doing this. So Yo, on shout out to whoever. Sure. Go ahead. Sorry, shout out to whoever. Uh, I don't know. Maybe hashtag. I don't even know how Reddit works. But whoever exposed us to where we're on Reddit, and we have a fan that was like, "I, this is how I found or like got to know who the Who's Man's podcast is." That's dope. So we know you guys are out there sharing. Keep doing it, cause that's another thing. By the way, when I was back home, the fact that people who I'll never think would listen to our podcast kept came up to me. He's like, "Your podcast is really doing well. You guys are funny. Keep it up." Like, and I, it was just a boost of confidence and like being proud to know that what we're doing is actually impacting people, and on the same time, appreciating all our fans that are, you know, still sharing. So we appreciate you all. My bad, Ron. I just had to put that in there. Nah, that's all good. It's all love. So, yeah, on that same note, for anyone who's out there who wants to join us on our album of the month listening club, we giving, we're opening the door for you guys to submit suggestions. So we've all had an opportunity to pick our own. We've taken one from some friends of the podcast, but we're going to make sure anyone and everyone who's out there is listening, if you got an album out there that you want us to listen to, go ahead and suggest it. We can't guarantee we're going to pick, take everything y'all suggest, but we are open to consideration. Don't be afraid. <laughs> no matter what genre it is, we'll at least consider it. So, and if y'all don't, we don't keep picking them ourselves. So, between now and next week, we're going to give y'all one more opportunity. But if y'all can catch us before we record next Tuesday, just submit any suggestions you have. And we'll take whatever we have by then, and we'll pick from those. 
If not, we can put it back into our own rotation. Now I'm going to pick the next one. So if you have a suggestion, feel free to tell any of us individually. Submit it through the emails. Add us on social media. Slide in our DMs, whatever. Contact us and we'll, we'll put it in the bucket. All right, y'all. You want somebody to get at you? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was eating a burger, but... <laughs> Hey, <laughs> what? I thought I had a little more time. Hey, don't at me, at God. Everybody, make your voices heard, all right? If you pissed off, be pissed off loud, okay? Let people know why you pissed off, because maybe somebody is willing to make a change about what they do to piss you off every single day, okay? Don't feel like you got to be quiet. Don't feel like you got to fit in, don't feel like you gotta fit within the mold, or you gotta take somebody's shit, okay? You don't have to. Be yourself. Be loud. Be open. Do it. That's all I got. Comrade. <laughs> That's right. Hey, y'all can find me on thatpillar underscore Connie on Twitter, and BigC22 on Instagram. Uh, like I said, I promise to get those pictures up for those that want to check out um, a glimpse of my culture and the beautiful people that I'm surrounded with. Um, on that note, it's the the month of May is almost over. You know, it's my birthday weekend. <laughs> hey, it's my birthday hey, week and everything. Hey. We gotta close it out on a good note. Um, but hey, just a reminder to close out your month and to jumpstart June. Just remember this: keep loving your heart. Give up mindless drama. Invest your energy in growth. Be productive with your time. Don't give up on your dreams. And that's all I got to say. Remember, don't be a who's mask because we're going to find you. And Donald, 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 Donald. You try to request me on Instagram, boy? Me, Donald? <laughs> <laughs> You funny, bruh. <laughs> uh, Alright, y'all, we out of here.